Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Creators Connected Podcast. My name is Matt and I'm here with Nick. And today we're going to be talking about um, a lot of different questions that were submitted through Q&A. And hopefully we'll be able to kind of crush through them. They're all involving like branding, influencing, and uh, kind of finding your path and traditional and non-traditional routes. So um, Nick. Yeah. How was your week? Good. Um, what did you do? I'm a little sick right now, but as you can probably tell in my voice, it's a little deep and it so- is. southern. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm good. I, what did I do this week? We met up a bunch and we were doing presets and kind of getting those ready to go. And Yeah, you got your presets launched um, until, yeah, yeah, he got his presets out and his... But the checkout doesn't work anymore. Yeah, something to do with the website. Yeah, it, it, yeah so technical difficulty, but <laughs> we're uh, we're sorting through things and. But we're, fifty people got your preset. Yeah, first fifty people. Yeah, it was good. It happened within like a couple of days. Like yeah. we just went flew like hotcakes. And you didn't think anybody was gonna be interested in presets? No, I didn't have didn't have that confidence <laughs> in, in the people. In the people, but um, in the followers. But no, there it was there. The interest was there, and oops, and yeah, super excited about that it was nice to see all these people like actually downloading and caring about what i was putting out so was... do, you, do you have um do you have a a name for your your like your your gang is it like the nick gang no i don't the, I'm, I'm not on that gang level the nick yet. Crew? i don't have names we're we're not strong enough but we're working on it the we're doing nation dude. yeah we're, we're slowly uh we're slowly we're, we're building, building we're building building your empire building the cult <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so that's something we did. What we did also do? started the, well, you were there, dude. I was you were there. there. <laughs> you were there with me. Um, we started our uh, branded video content as a, how would you say it, as a service to uh, larger companies who want to work with the magazine, like not directly, but maybe indirectly. Yeah, so to put it short, like to summarize that, because... Yeah. Sounds confusing. I know you're sorry, yeah. Basically, what we were doing is um, we were just doing, like, videos for products for bigger companies that... Yeah. So, we were, like, doing, like, micro um, advertising. Yes. Micro yeah. video advertising. Through blog content. Yeah. So, it'll be... Yeah. It'll sit on the blog on the creator's website. Yeah. So, it's pretty cool. You should check it out. When it does launch, we'll we'll post that and it'll be... It'll be nice to see. Yeah, you'll we'll see that. And um, for those of you who have not yet seen our blog, um, if you go to creatorsmag.com under blogs, we have an enormous amount of resources for business. Um, so feel free to go check that out. If you have any questions or concerns you've been trying to look up on the internet, you can't find anything directly. Uh, take a look through our archives, see if there's anything you like, and uh, it might really uh, help you out. Also, let us know if there's anything you want to see written in a blog because we mm-hmm. do take like submissions and ideas from you guys. So just let us know. Ideas are important, yeah, because it's like kind of we're kind of throwing darts at a dartboard, thinking about what you guys might like to see, yeah, and what you guys really want to read and what's going to benefit you. But without knowing specifically what you want, it's really hard to um, create that content. Yeah, you know? we we can't read minds. I wish we could, but we can't. Exactly, because not everyone. We don't all want to know what's in your head totally you know yeah yeah so let's go ahead and uh start powering through some of these questions all right hit me with the first one so i'll ask you one 
and uh, you're more than welcome to ask me. Yeah, we'll both kind of tackle these. We can just go we'll, back and forth here. We're not going to spend lots of time on the topics. Like we kind of, like Matt said, we want to rapid fire and just crush through these because yeah, it does we'll get, take a lot of time. Yeah, we'll get whatever's most um, useful for them, and then yeah, exactly. We'll keep going. So the first one, if you have a brand, like a small brand, let's say you're, um, let's say you're someone who is just starting a clothing business or jewelry or something along those lines, service. Do you think it's important for those smaller brands to work with influencers? Um, Well, I mean, if you're smaller, you're probably not going to be able to afford like the big influencers. So... But micro influencers. Oh yeah. Do you think those would be useful? I do, just because like, I like mean, your local town kind of like. Yeah, but like, I a hundred percent think so. Like, even if you're just starting small, like giving product to an influencer and just like getting them to spread the word, like whether it's a t-shirt and you give them the t-shirt and they like your product. Yeah. So they wear the shirt. That's just influencing there because people are going to ask them where they got that shirt from and what it is. And that's just like word of mouth. And Absolutely. so I think it's definitely important just to give your product, get your product out, give it to the right people. And yeah, it's a, a no brainer. Yeah. No, I think like, um, I actually have an example of someone here in Vict- Victoria's a very small city. I think like, I don't know how many people are here. Do you know? No, no population wise. Anyway, it's a very small city compared to a lot of the other ones. Um, I think it's honestly like Victoria, like the population of like Vic is probably like between like a hundred and three hundred thousand. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I um, know. But like, I wanted to touch on the fact that like there was a small business that started here in jewelry. Yeah. Um, and had no like, just came out of nowhere. Was literally a pop up shop. Like it had probably like what like a like the size of like a trailer. Okay, it was tiny, and within like a year they partnered with like a solid influencer that was like not super crazy probably around like 20 to 50k and um they partnered with them and just kept doing content with them over and over and over again and as they grew um the business grew as well yeah and they went from like trailer pop-up shop to like i think they just opened up a store next to a louis vuitton in um in hawaii which is crazy. Shout out to Pachula. Is that, <laughs> is that who we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was so cool um, to see that growth from someone who started from the bottom and now they're, they're, now they're, they're here. here. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I think that's cool. It is cool. So definitely important then. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is one that I have more for you because I recently don't have, I have no content. Okay. If we had Alicia here, this would be even better, but uh, she's gone. Yeah. Um, she's at the beach. So let's go and wow. say, how much content or posts do you plan ahead of time? And like, do you do, you do a lot of shooting for them? Well, um, it all depends. Like, I know what you mean, but like... You have like banks? Just... I wish I had a bank, <laughs> but I don't shoot enough. Like, I've been in like a shooting drought lately, which, um, yeah, it kind of sucks. But I know... It's way more beneficial to be able to like plan out your feed and have a bank of photos. Yeah. But one thing I can recommend, if you do start running dry on your posts, whether it be like Instagram or whatever, pull pictures from like your archives that you've haven't posted from like months ago. Yeah. Like nobody's gonna be following up on that and being like, "No, I'm pretty sure you uh, 
had different hair length uh, totally. back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody's going to, like, call you out for that. It's just content. It's just content. Like, it's it kind of, it's everlasting, which is nice. Like, unless you look totally different, but. This is a really bad photo to do that. Yeah, exactly. But, no, you can, like, pull stuff up and kind of use that now. But definitely having banks and, like, having lots of um, stuff in your whatever it is, like. Do you have a recommendation of like how many uh, pictures people should have in their bank? If, the, if let's say let's say like best case scenario, like how many do you think they should plan in advance? Uh, if I were to say, I'd probably say like three. That's I yeah, mean, that's like a safe bet. But yeah. it's, it's hard to always have a bank. Like you can't always go out and shoot like five different locations in one day. But you can. You could. You could. You could if it's you had a, a duffel bag full of clothes and a, a good photographer of, friend. Yeah, it's. But if you can find a good photographer photographer friend yeah take advantage of it and use it and yeah definitely like bank up those pictures and just you want to be consistent and that's something that i fall into where i'm not consistent and i see like loss of followers and it's kind of frustrating because i'm i don't have a picture to post so then i rush take a a shitty picture and that doesn't help either so it's like it's a lose-lose so just set yourself up for for like a win i guess okay okay that's good yep valid yeah what made you decide you wanted this is also for nick um what made you decide to become an influencer slash content creator i know we touched on it briefly but like was there was there more of like a a driving force behind that or like was there a specific moment that you were like yeah i'm gonna do this like we talked about in the first episode i think like starting off like young in my teenage era i knew i wanted to just make things but didn't know how you could turn that into a job. And back like when I was like 16, it was hard to know that, like it's hard to predict that YouTube and like Instagram were gonna be this big now, back then. So I was like, you just kind of made content for the fun of it. But like in the past few years now that YouTube's kind of on like the rise of like the hit, uh, like video advertising content service. Yeah. Then you kind of realize, okay, this is like, the platform that you want to jump on and really take advantage of how many people are watching it and how much money you can make. So right. I think when YouTube really started taking off and like people were investing a lot of money and a lot of, yeah, a lot of money and time into advertising, that's when I wanted to jump on it. And I just figured like if you were making content, you might as well make some money off it. And that's like, it's the perfect platform to make money off just because you're already dumping your content on there. So right. you, I don't know. It, I don't know exactly how, like, when I first decided, but I just know that when I saw everybody else taking advantage of YouTube, that's when I wanted to do it, which is a couple of years ago, I guess. Yeah, like two or three years ago. Yeah. Okay. That's valid. I think if I if I were to be an influencer yeah. or, like, a, a more focused on, like, content development, I think I'd really... I should I should have done it like a long time ago. I yeah. should have like kept pursuing it, but it took way too long. But um, I think uh, I think it'd be a great idea for anybody who's looking to get into it. Yeah. If they ever thought about it, now is probably the best time not to like wait another year when things get even more saturated, more like, yeah. things are always gonna be more of something, right? So I think like a lot of people go, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll wait. Do you think that? Like it ever gets, it's getting too late, or do you think it's there's always opportunity? What's your opinion on that? It's, I honestly, I think it's um, if you're gonna do it alone, 
and like you're 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 like cutting yourself off from everyone else and you're just gonna work on your own channel things like that yes it can still be done yeah but it's more of like those fluke instances where yeah you might hit like virality but you need to be producing like tremendous amounts of content in order to hit like or have a chance to get that like 0.01 percent mm-hmm. right but if you're if you have friends who do it and you are very collaborative heavy you do want to work with other people yeah you have more of a shot now than you did any other time because there's so many people with such big audiences exactly yeah as long as you're collaborating it's 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 easy but all the people who are doing it will tell you it's not it's not feasible yeah. and that you shouldn't do it because they don't want to saturate their market even more mm-hmm. yeah it's tough like yeah. starting from zero like right now and yeah. if you're just creating content that everybody else is making just try to put yourself in that perspective like yeah. how many big people how many big names there are that are doing the exact same thing you are yeah it's uh yeah you got to stand out you, you got to figure out a way to stand out and that's tough like i don't know how to stand out do you well um i mean there's no like there's no like recipe for it but um i guess it's if you're watching someone else's video and you are like frame by frame Mm -hmm. trying to replicate or like come up with like a a system of oh this person did it this way i need to make it this way and you have no concern at all about putting your own flair on it yeah that's you're not doing it right you're not standing out as long as you're doing a video you have a reference Mm -hmm. but you're putting all of your own flair on it that's how you stand out because it has to be you right there's not another you in in youtube there's just other people in your genre exactly yeah and there's going to be people that fall in love with your um personality as well exactly and like everybody has a taste for something and you might just be that flavor you know <laughs> that was a good are you gonna are you gonna like claim that, trademark that? <laughs> i might yeah put that on your website you uh, yeah you, you got a flavor you got a flavor guys it's a nice yeah okay yeah. um i have okay this is one for kind of like both of us we yeah. can both kind of touch on this one um when you started let's say video production yeah how did you fund it how did you fund it when you had nothing oh boy you want to get into this yeah okay um yeah so i probably made some financial decisions that i wouldn't say i'm particularly proud of but it it got me to where i feel like i am now i'm not saying that i'm in a good position now but it got me like so far out of like a just like a rut so i what i did was i went to the bank because I told them, I was like, okay, I'm going to start this like video project. Um, what can I do for funding? I had some savings already, but I wanted something bigger. So I went to the bank. I got out like a, a little personal loan, which don't recommend doing, but I did it. Okay. Um, I got that out and I booked like or I don't know what what camera I had at the point, but like I, I you probably had like a Sony. Yeah, I probably got like another lens or something, yeah. or whatever it was, like a piece of gear that was essential for me that I mm. I thought that I needed to make better videos, and then I booked a flight to somewhere. It was, I think it was in Southeast Asia. Yeah, booked a flight there with my camera gear and just went in like thinking that I was gonna create like these amazing videos yeah and tremendous amounts of content but i went there and and i was like vlogging every day and like making like somewhat cinematic videos and 
that's what I went there for, and I did it. Came back, I made the videos, and I was super proud of them. And my opinion is that like everything happens for a reason, and yeah. what I did back then has gotten to me where I am now. So right. like I can honestly say that if I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't be in the position that I am. True. And I'm extremely happy where I am, so why would I not do that, you know? Like, why would I have regrets from that? Totally. Probably would have done it differently, but I wouldn't have... Like, I, I definitely would have done it either way. Yeah. What would you have done differently? Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what I would have done, but something different. I don't know, like... Yeah. It's hard to say. I probably... Like I probably wouldn't have done anything different. Actually, like I, I don't know. I don't know what I could have done. I don't think you would have been able to do anything different. I think you probably would have, no matter what. Even if you had the money in your savings, you probably would have spent it. Yeah, but yeah. I was in like such a. I was felt like I was cornered in, and that was my only option. And yeah, it sucks because you're paying it off. But I don't know. I, I kind of, I like make similarities that it was kind of like my student loan. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, right. That's what I needed to teach myself to get yeah. out there and experience that. And I paid off. It paid off a lot better than going, spending 20,000 at school. Exactly. Or more. So that's, that's how I kind of justified doing it. And I'm totally okay with that because I don't think I could be okay with having like a $200, $200,000 student loan. Like in yeah. Debt. For some of the people in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Ken, I think you're, I think you're looking at like. 40 to 80, yeah i was watching i was watching someone that went to dental school and they like oh that's bad though. they said that's... they said they're two hundred thousand dollars in oh, debt man. but like once dude i get i get i get like sweaty when i see my credit card go over a thousand yeah and all the people <laughs> all the people that are in that deep of debt they're like oh my life is literally like i'm dead inside right now and like what? that's what that's what they say and i can imagine because after like yeah a couple thousand you feel dead inside but dude yeah for me i couldn't imagine oh man oh that stresses me out but what are you like what are you you're basically just putting all your investment into being like yeah i'm after these five years of schooling like there's i'm for sure gonna have a job which they probably will after dental yeah school. most likely if you're in dental or like health yeah yeah no for sure but like even um even our friend who became a, a pharmacist oh yeah he's He's like, shout out to Adrian. <laughs> he's, he's sitting there and he's, yeah, it's like, it's a lot of debt. Like it's, it's definitely something that's like menacing and it's like kind of for at least like two or three years, you just got to like grind and yeah. live very frugally to like get rid of that deck. Otherwise it just kind of like keeps racking up. But I literally don't, I can't wrap my head around the concept of like those three years, especially like in your early twenties. Like that's tough. Like, what are you going to do for three years? Like just. I'm, I get that you're working. Work. To, you're just working to pay that off. But yeah. like, our our bones are prime in our twenties. Like, <laughs> you could be like, it's when you should be. It's when you should be exploring. But like, to be fair, he did. He did do a lot of exploring over the last. Yeah, no, I, while he was at school. But a lot of people don't. And, and am I like totally an idiot for saying that? Like, no, absolutely not. No, I totally like, agree. With you. I, I see so many people like setting up their futures, which like yeah. I'm. I'm. We're probably not. I mean, who knows? Maybe like I don't know. I, we're we're yeah, but here's the thing though. We're we're both focusing on like grinding on our passions, but our passions also provide us the opportunity 
to, to travel and experience all these things and do what we love to do. Plus build a future. Plus build a future. Yeah. So to other people, they think we're insane because we work like literally all the time and we're always busy with our stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like no different than someone working a nine to five job for, yeah. I don't know, five days a week, maybe like extra hours and shifts. And all. There's a lot of things, right? And burning off that debt too, right? So. But I, I feel like I fall into this thing where I work at a job for like a year yeah and then like i have that year like burnout where i'm like okay what's new or like what's next yeah and it happens every like corporate job that i get and after a year it's just it, like something in my head just lights up and i'm like okay let's move on and uh, yeah that happened to me at shopify yeah. i lasted uh i lasted a year and f- four months five months yeah almost a year and a half and um and that was like the perfect job for a lot of people to be like, oh, that was such a good job. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't stick with the same thing. And I don't know how. Like when people tell me, like when I talk to like older people who are like in their like 40s, 45, 50. Mm-hmm. Um, when they say they've done the same job, like the same job, same routine for 35 years. Yeah. That scares me. Yeah. That I, is like we can't last a year. Could you imagine 35? No, my mind would literally be like. A puddle in my oh it would be in my head. you would you would literally just go into autopilot your life would be an autopilot that is terrifying I and then, yeah and oh but i was talking to our friend tanner the other day yeah and we were talking we were talking about um someone that he knows that like was in like they had like the best position as in like like the job yeah uh, whatever it was their job yeah like, like, it, it was whatever. but it was like in a creative field that they had always wanted and it was like their dream and uh, they were just like at the lowest point in their life, even though they're at the high, like the peak in their career and they sack or they got rid of the career. Like they got rid of that to focus on like their health. And mm. I think that speaks to like kind of like job sanity. Yeah. Just because you do have like what you've been striving for doesn't mean that like in your head, you're going to be okay with it. And that's, yeah. that's what I feel all the time. I'm like, wow, this is like the perfect thing that I wanted. And I feel like at an all-time low so yeah I think yeah I think a lot of people too like they they think that next job or next promotion or next thing will be like it yeah and they'll be like that's that's it that's my that's my like ultimate place I need to be and then it ends up like no because it's not actually like your passion like you're not actually enjoying so like, you your can, life so you kind of have to find something that's like a balance that is like it's kind of like built by your um what's it called like your ultimate like i don't know how would you how would you honestly i just say like if someone's got a passion for something there's no better time to start than now um never before has anybody been able to start a business so so easily yeah and i mean like we're we're literally like um like that to a t yeah like the fact that we've we had no experience in in building a magazine and and literally two kids with zero dollars, like zero, like no, like backyard funding, no parent money, no, no like nothing. Yeah, like I want to put this into perspective for everyone listening. That like what me and Matt like used to do. Um, oh yeah. So like back like a couple of years ago, we always had these dreams of like, like two, like not like like you make it sound like we're like old. Like literally two years ago. Yeah. Like two years. Like this is how crazy it is. So two years ago, like we had had these visions of like creating like who knows what like we always had like different ideas and me and matt would meet at like tim hortons at like 
one o'clock in the morning. At one o'clock in the morning, he would have his like iPad and his <laughs> and his uh, notebook, and we would be like jotting down ideas on like world domination at like <laughs> one thirty in the morning while eating like Timbits. Literally, and like at that point, we were both working like. I'm pretty sure I was working at like Starbucks. And, and I was working at like Canadian Tire. Yeah, yeah, we were literally working like twelve dollar an hour jobs, and I, like shit. Just like if you if you dedicate your time to something and you really are passionate about it, it does happen. Yeah, and like so when we say there was no money, there was no money. We no. probably had like I don't know, like a couple hundred, maybe a thousand bucks in our bank account level. Yeah, um, as like stupid kids would, um, but we just. It, it like it just started from so little and yeah when i say like anybody can start it i mean anybody can start it like what what when other um in anyone's lifetime have you been able to create a business page on facebook for free yeah and put five dollars into an advertising on facebook and reach a thousand people yeah it's never crazy. never and like especially when we have like twitter and like linkedin we can yeah like, you can find like any PR rapper, any Literally. even like any um what's it called? Like CEO, you can contact yeah. them directly. Like you could talk to the president. Yeah, uh, dude, you could you could literally talk to whoever you want. You could find anything you want on the internet. Um which is like what I'm what I'm saying. Like we never knew how to start a business. We just kept Googling things until we've reached like a specific level. And now we have to start making big boy decisions yeah. to figure out where we're gonna go next and what we're gonna do. And like we're doing the media side of things, and we're trying to figure out like as we go along, we're like, okay, what are we doing now? What should, who should we talk to? Who should we yeah. work with? Um, and we're coming up with our own kind of like guidelines and plans and all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's just I feel like people put themselves so low on the pedestal, and they're like, yeah, I, I can't. I'm everything's way bigger than I am at this point. Exactly. It seems like an impossible task. Yeah, and it's literally not like these PR reps that you're talking to like online and like you're communicating with to get like brand deals. Yeah. Like they're, I don't know. They, they're the same person me and you are like, they just people, they just got to this position through someone that they knew or a little bit of schooling, but like, it's literally just human interaction that will get you like, don't be a weirdo on these emails. Like just say like, this is what we do. This is what we, this is what our intention is. Do you want to work together? And it's like, it's, that's it it's it and yeah people make it it'd be this giant thing yeah yeah i didn't think i'd be talking to like senior marketing um senior marketing leads at like fortune 500 like companies and giant tech companies no didn't think so and that happened literally in two months exactly that was just a choice we decided to make we said hey let's just shoot emails off and see what happens and because well, we saw like the possibilities and yeah like the other people are doing it so why can't we? Yeah. Oh, that's a good mindset to have. Yeah. Well, I spent a lot of time on that question. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I'm so sorry for everyone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess, like, how did you find the budget? You just, you scrap. You just, like, Oh, you... I, I didn't care where the budget was coming from. I, <laughs> you I just, literally you just wanted the budget. pulled it from someone's ass. Yeah, from... you just pull it out of anywhere. Yeah. Um, I know for us, it was just, like, we spent so much time building an audience beforehand. Yeah. So uh, we spent two years building an audience. And then after that audience build, we just asked, we're like, Hey, who wants to buy this? And then people started buying it. Yeah. And then that became a business itself. So 
um, we ran on pre-orders for the first one, so we weren't out money. Mm-hmm. We were just like, okay, let's everybody pre-order your copy so we can figure this out. Yeah. And they pre-ordered, and within like three weeks, we had to get our shit together and get them printed and sent. And you so, guys weren't, you guys had like no overhead, no like really expenses because everything was pretty much digital. Exactly. So at first, well, at first it was it was like uh, we had digitals, and then the print ones were on demand, so we weren't technically out of money. Yeah. And uh, we were just printing as, as people were ordering. Yeah. yeah, exactly. True. So that's how we did it. Um, okay. Uh, do people come to you to collaborate or do you go to them slash is it a mix? I would say it's a mix. Like, yeah. usually it's going to be people coming to you if you're, if you've developed some sort of like um, way of resourcing like word of mouth. Like if you have good um, content and people... You've like created good content for people. Uh, they're gonna tell other people, and the word of mouth just spreads. And I and like a lot of people I know, that's how we've kind of built like our foundation is through word of, word of mouth, which yeah. is super helpful because you don't do anything really except for that initial product. But if you go to people to collaborate, that's it's that's also a way to do it. But you have to, I don't know, it's a. What do you think on going to people to collaborate? Like, um, like I guess there's different ways. Like, you can go to like another creator to collaborate and like kind of um, like like feed off each other's audience, or you can go to like a a company to collaborate. I yeah. guess right. Like, but the thing is, um, I think the the thing with collaborating it's tough because you need to you need to be able to um, understand that it has to be like an equal trade and a good like um, integration. Like you guys have to, and you gotta have a good pitch, have to if offer something. You're offering someone to be like, Hey, like let's collaborate. You gotta have a good pitch. Like if I'm a photographer and I offer to collaborate with a model, that's, that's an obvious, like that's a no brainer that you'd work together. But if I'm like, uh, I don't know, like what, what would be, well, what wouldn't work? Alicia gets this all the time. Alicia, um, Alicia's got 13,000 followers. Yeah. Um, she worked really hard to get all those. And then this photographer, like random photographers with like a hundred followers or oh, this yeah. thing will reach out to him. They'll be like, Hey, like, let's collaborate. It'll be great for your, your personal brand. And she's like, not really. It's, like it's, it's good not, on, it's good on their end, but it's good on their end. But for her, like she's running a business. She, the only time that she has is worth a lot of money. So that might not necessarily benefit her. Unless the photographer had like absolute stunning quality or like if, if content. If Alicia's in love with the work, then it's a, she'll immediately work yeah, with someone. Because yeah. she has to be in love with it though. And it has to be like that's having 11 out of 10 quality is hard to find in photographers. Yeah, if you have it's like going to be different. Little like, yeah, if you have like seven year olds with like 100 followers and they're like, hey, come on, collaborate. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough right that's that's hard uh, that's a hard situation to be in but you have to start somewhere which is hard because like are you gonna if you have a hundred followers or whatever you're gonna have to reach out to people with like oh like not too much over like i don't know you gotta know your your boundaries like you can't be reaching out to like these huge okay. yeah these like huge <laughs> names because it probably won't happen but i mean it's worth a try yeah but, it is worth a try but I, I think a thing that people need to understand is that you don't need to reach out to um you don't need that 100,000. You don't need that 10,000. Yeah. You need to understand that every person who you don't have in your like your audience yeah. 
is just one more person that you want to bring on board. Exactly. So it doesn't matter if the person you're collaborating with has 50 people that don't know who you are. Yeah. Uh, chances are one of those people are going to really like you and transfer over and be like, yeah, I'll follow you. Well, that's the thing is like, okay, so let's... People are focused on the plus 1,000, not the plus one. Yeah, let's say you focus on the plus one though. And that plus one absolutely falls in love with what you do. Yeah. And you, like, like that's... They become a big fan of you. You develop like, a good relationship with that with that follower. Yeah. Then they start sharing your stuff with their followers. And then it's like the word of mouth thing comes back. And yeah. like, I don't know. That's But like, okay... Like, if I'm being real, like real, real. Yeah. Um, so we run, we run a brand. Yeah. Right? You run a personal brand. Right. Your audience is worth more than ours is. Mm-hmm. And you are, what, one, like, fifth? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, know how many. But you have you have this a smaller audience an incredibly dedicated interested audience yeah versus us who i don't know how many times you've decided to reach out to like vogue magazine and message and be like haha great post love you yeah doesn't happen nobody cares no so that's the thing for us that's really challenging is that we run a brand and um no matter what anybody says nobody really cares it's a brand yeah Uh, to them they think they're talking to an ai whatever so because um, it's face-to-face, person-to-person, like one versus one. That's that, it. It's more of a connection. It's more bonding. There, You have much more pull than we would. Yeah. If I, I told someone to go vote for someone on our page, nobody would listen. Yeah. If you said, hey, go vote for whatever, everyone would listen. Because it's just whatever I'm thinking, it goes right to my phone. It's not yes. like for creators, for, your, for creators, it could be like you told your social media person to post this it's and all processed yeah 100 percent. nobody knows that it is you guys behind it yeah which is the struggle of having a, a brand as a, yeah. or a a company yeah having a company brand versus yeah. a personal and it's incredibly challenging but it's something that needs to be done because you can't can't run them yeah it just doesn't work it's, yeah it's this terrible two-sided dice that i, I hate but um it's like fighting an uphill battle. So yeah. I guess we'll just see how it goes. But um, yeah, it's definitely, I do wish we had more engagement like personal brands do, yeah. but it's 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 just a sad, harsh reality that we need to yep. face that we're not going to be able to be everyone's best friend. True. So yeah, that's all I have for, uh, for collaboration. Um, we'll do this one as the last question. Yeah. Um, this one is probably... Hopefully you probably have this. Uh, what is your biggest failure? Biggest failure? Yeah, for both of us. Ooh. Um, I don't know. There's lots of small failures that I think like happen, like when you contact brands and you don't get the deal, which is like, it's not really that's a failure. A, that just happens. Okay. But yeah. a failure, I don't know. I would say... What's the biggest bust? Ooh, man, this is a tough one. You want to do something and it just went out the window. I would say like... I wouldn't say it's really like a failure, but like I would say like not being not being where you want at a specific time, like in like the field, like right. not being as big as you maybe wanted to be. Right. And I think it's just you have to set your expectations to like a, a reasonable level. And that's what was happening is I would expect such high things of myself and I would think that I was failing every time which I wasn't really, I was just like, I wasn't ever 
yeah, I wasn't giving myself like the paying the like the respect to myself that I thought I would always just no yeah I guess like I would always just be expecting so much of myself and I guess it was just like an internal failure that I thought was happening that was that I thought was happening but interesting yeah I I wouldn't say that I've like really failed at anything because I haven't like worked on a project where it just like went to absolute shit (laughs) but like that's not really I don't think you can really fail in the creative um Unless you like start a company, it just like like tanks, you go bankrupt. Like maybe that's a failure. But that that would be a very big learning lesson. But yes, it would be considered a failure. I haven't had any any of those yet. Like I have had a like a sole proprietorship video company that I I put that to an end just because I wanted to go on to like maybe branch off to um, different things and try out like a different solo work. Yeah, like I wanted to do try different things and I. <clears throat> I put that to an end, but I didn't fail. Like, I wouldn't consider it a failure. You didn't go bankrupt. Nobody was trying to sue you. you no. Just, you just decided that it wasn't for you. Yeah, and that that's, goes back to what I said earlier about like everything that has happened up till now has happened for a reason. Yeah. And I'll never be like, I'll never say that I would take that back or do it differently because that's just the that's order of things. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say like I've had a huge failure. That's I don't know. I don't think you should ever say that you're failing at things or yeah i mean failure is a very strong word i would i'd feel like what was your biggest learning experience would be a great option instead to do that um i know for us uh i guess you would i'm extremely large learning curve but um uh, a failure that we had was i talked about this in the last one but we had our first print run and it was our failure was not doing research on our production partners yeah so we didn't um we didn't do our research as to like what the quality was um we didn't have like contracts set up for it we didn't really like know what we were getting into we were kind of just like we needed to do something so we thought this was the best option um and you know you read reviews online but that doesn't really prepare you for what you're getting into and yeah our first our first run was a failure because um the printing was incorrect uh the colors were off the crop was off it just looked like a pile of garbage and uh those were going out to customers and we had to do a mass recall Mm -hmm. on them and we stopped deliveries midway through which is very expensive yeah and we had to pay for new copies also very expensive so I would say like we had a, a solid like three thousand plus dollar failure right away, mm-hmm. and that was like a tough pill to swallow, and that was like the the moment. I know for Alicia specifically, like it was really hard um, because like for her, it's her her art, right? Yeah. Like she created this from scratch; it was her baby. She's embarrassed a little bit, probably. Yeah, absolutely, because yeah. it's 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 Under like not name. what should be going out. Yeah. but you made it. You trusted someone, and they it up yeah um so that was like really painful for us um but you need that to happen in at some point you need at least to happen right away and she decided to push through it we both did and now it's flourishing but before like that was definitely a really big learning curve and really challenging yeah i think like now that you say that like a big learning curve for me was like taking things seriously once i was working with actual like money and and clients and companies and brands that were like expecting things and yeah. i would just go in and be like i think we talked about this before but i would be like oh, i can just make 
a cool video and like yeah i've never delivered something where someone wasn't happy like that but i've felt before that i didn't like give my it wasn't as serious as you thought it could be oh yeah i didn't give my like total um like undivided attention to the project right and that's what i feel like lacks when you just jump into it and think it's going to be some fun thing because there has to be some sort of like professionalism and seriousness behind it which maybe i was lacking but after that like first kind of realization i snapped out of it and treated it as a business rather than just a little hobby that making yeah little knickknacks for people (laughs) but (laughs) yeah i don't know okay well that's a that's that's a good answer um so that's it for our questions yeah, uh, I don't. I don't have any more here. That's okay. We're we don't, for, we're we don't 40 want to go minutes. totally. Yeah, we don't want to go too overboard here. So I'll let. Since I introduced it, I'll let you wrap up. If you have any final thoughts or anything that you want uh, people to know about before we leave? Ooh, man, my my inspirational speech has got to come come in right now. I guess. Dude, your site was not presets. Um. Yeah. So thanks, thanks guys for watching and listening to us answer some questions. Yes. Um. If you guys want to check out what we do, I don't really think we've plugged our stuff very much, but like, you can check out the Creators Mag. Like, it's yeah, it's what this is what you guys are here for. Um, I'm just, I'm just kind of talking. You're just hosting along. But we're it, just, we're just hosting it. But yeah, if you want to plug your handle, it'd be cool. No, I, I just want you guys to like take time to know that when you guys do talk to like creators on on um, or Creators Mag on Instagram, like Matt and Alicia are seeing it firsthand yeah you're talking to two humans you guys are talking not a robot and they they put so much time into like the magazine the website and the instagram like literally every time i see alicia posting a creator's mag on my instagram like i'm like wow she's probably at star or she's probably starbucks (laughs) at starbucks right now posting from like with a coffee beside her yeah like yeah they do go the mile and go the distance to make this happen so Thank you for listening to us, and yeah, just, just keep uh, keep hanging in here. We're we're yeah. What do you what do you want to say? <laughs> I don't know. No, that's it. That's good. Uh, thank you so much for for that beautiful comment. Um, yeah, if you guys ever have any questions or anything like that, please feel free to message us on any platform or send us an email. Um, I do all the emails and support inquiries. Um, So we will be back with another episode next week. If anybody has any suggestions or things that you do want to hear, either if you are from Nick's audience or from the audience of Creators Magazine, um, just let us know in the comments um, on whatever platform you're going to be on um, or Instagram or any of us directly. And we will see you in the next one. If you guys are from my audience, uh, just want to say hi. I appreciate you and shout out to you because... I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for you. So thank you, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.